welcome to Victory Church today, our service 134, April 21st, 2019. And we say hello to our viewers and listeners and everyone here in the church. Happy Easter, everyone. Are you ready to sing some songs to the Lord? Please stand up and let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We love you, we adore you, we worship you, Lord, and receive the songs that we bring to you with all of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen.
redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all seen. So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't
Father, we are so grateful. Today we have a reason to be here, Lord, to give you thanks because you sent your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to earth, who lived a holy life without sin. He was perfect in everything he thought, everything he said, everything he did. Holy, holy, holy. And in a holy way, he gave his life on the cross, on Calvary, to pay the price for our salvation. And we are so appreciative of that, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Today, an Easter day, we have no other reason, Lord, by, but to tell you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. And we lift up our hands, Lord, as a sign of gratitude to you. We show you our gratitude, Lord, with our hearts, with our words, with our bodies, Lord. We surrender to you. We bow down before your presence, Lord. And we say thank you, dear Lord God. Father, and you love to give. So now I know that you are going to give more of your Holy Spirit to each one of us here in the church. So if you want to receive a special blessing from God, just open your heart. Open yourself to Him and say, God, give me more of you. More of your Holy Spirit. More of your presence, Lord. I receive right now more of you, Lord. More of your holiness in my life. Dear Lord, fill us with your presence, Lord, to change us, to make us the people you want us to be. That we will think the way you think, speak the way you speak, behave the way you behave. In the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father, for the healing you are bringing into our bodies. We receive healing, Lord, right now in our spirit, in our minds, in our emotions, and also in our bodies. So we receive right now by faith, Lord, the healing that we need, Lord, in each one of the organs of our bodies, in our muscles spine, joints, tendons, in our blood, in our nervous system, in our digestive system, Lord. Father, we receive the healing that we need right now in our muscles, tendons, and every part of our bodies, Lord. Liver, kidneys, heart, lungs, stomach, Everywhere in our bodies, Lord, we are healed. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. For our viewers and listeners, we want to invite you as well to do the same thing. You can give. If you go to the website, vchurch.us, you will find a link there that you can click there and give a donation to this ministry. And also you can do it through a text message. How cool is that? 432 0007 is the way to do it. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Are you listening? Are you? That is the topic of today's message. Worship service 134, April 21st, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to invite you to go to the website and look for the tab, Bulletins. If you go there and you click in that Bulletin tab, you can download the Bulletin. And, of course, you can make your notes, your digital notes, Ronnie's favorite part of the service. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You know what somebody said to me? You know, I have trouble to write notes in the Bulletins when I am in the service. Yep. Somebody said that to me. I'd rather to pay attention. Yes, and I, and I, I understand that now. Here's the deal. If you don't make any notes, it's fine. Anyway, listen carefully, please. Are you listening? <laughs> Pick up one bulletin because you can fold it, put it in your pocket. Somebody during this week, you are in the gas station, in the store, somewhere. You can get the bulletin there and say to this person, oh, I want to share with you the bulletin of my church. And here is, how hard is that? That's right. You see? And you are just sharing a bulletin. You are not telling this person anything. And let God work through the little paper. That's right. 
You never know what a scripture or something in that paper can do in the life of somebody. All right. Okay, let's go to the message of today. Are you listening? There are several scriptures, and you have them printed there in the first part of the bulletin. In Ezekiel 36, from the verse 24 forward. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I will take you out of those nations, gather you together, and bring you back to your own land. Then I will spring pure water on you and make you, what? Pure. I will wash away all your filth, the filth from those nasty idols, and I will make you pure, says the Lord. I will also put a new spirit in you to change your way of thinking. I will take out the heart of stone from your body and give you a tender human heart. I will put my spirit inside you and change you so that you will obey my laws. You will carefully obey my commands. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. Also, I will save you and keep you from becoming unclean. I will command the grain to grow. I will not bring a famine against you. I will give you large crops of fruit from your trees and the harvest from your fields so that you will never again feel the shame of being hungry in a foreign country. Awesome. Wonderful promise from God. God is our father. If you watch on the screen right now this, and you see this father teaching the kid how to fish, you probably have some memories about it. Or maybe you don't. Some people had the blessing to have a loving father. Others didn't. And they missed that. But I want you to know that whether you had or you didn't have that, God is your father. And he is loving and patient. And he is going to help you to go through life. Because he has wonderful promises for you like we just read. Now... We're going to talk a little bit about teaching kids as parents, how we teach to kids. And quickly, I'm going to go through this basic concept. And the first thing that I want to discuss with you is what are those things that we don't want in our kids? Correct? Mm -hmm. What are those things? Well, the first thing is we don't want to have a troubled kid. We don't want that. Correct? We don't want a dysfunctional kid. We don't want that. We don't want a kid that is a criminal or incarcerated, whether it's jail or prison, which is the difference? Do you know that, by the way, jail and prison? Jail, you are pending a final trial. Prison is long term. You don't want a kid that is an alcohol or is a drug addict. You don't want that, correct? You don't want that. You don't want a kid with destroyed relationships or a destroyed family. You don't want that. You don't want grandchildren everywhere and Disconnected. You don't want that. You don't want to see your kids broke, financially broke, right? You don't want that. You don't want to see your kids without a job or without a career. You don't want that. And much less, you don't want to see your kids dead due to poor decisions, correct? You don't want that, okay? So what is what you do with your kids then? What are the things that you need to teach your kids? Well, the first thing that you need to teach your kids is about safety. And why is necessary? Well, for very important and simple reasons. They don't know. It's called ignorance. You know, there is an outlet and the kid goes with a knife and he wants to explore that. It's because ignorance, correct? And you say, don't do that. Hey, mijo, don't do that. And what is what the kid does? He wants to explore it. Why? <laughs> Go ahead. The electrocuted, right? It's, it's called ignorance. So what is what we need to do with our little ones? Teach them patiently. Don't do this. Why? Because of that. Don't do this. And we go on and on teaching all kind of regulations to protect them and have Safety, correct? Bad influences, of course. I forgot to mention that. Bad influences are uh, it's another, another part that is important. And naturally, we, in the section number two of this 
topic of giving uh, education to kids. What is the next thing you want? Peace. You, have, you want to have your kids having peace in their lives. The main way to have peace with your kids, your kids in their life, is when they learn to respect authority. You are in your home, kids are disrespectful, there is no going to be peace there. But if the kid learns to respect you, respect teachers in the school, etc., there's going to be peace. Of course, kids need to be compliant, follow the rules. And naturally, they need to get an education. We know that. Now, the third thing, all right, joy. How do we teach our kids to have joy in their lives? The first thing is that they need to learn to honor God. Listen, when you don't teach your kids to honor God, they are going to be in the world doing whatever they want. They are not honoring God. That is not going to make them happy. You know that. And of course, they need to learn to be responsible in their jobs, in their careers, etc. Because if they are responsible, they are going to prosper in everything. Correct? Okay, quickly. That is what I wanted to share with you about you teaching your kids. Now, let's go back to Ezekiel 36, 24, and 30. I will share with you four things that basically are a summary of the long scripture that we read. The first one, the Lord is telling us, I will bring you back to make you pure. That is the first thing he wants us to do. He wants us to come back to him to have a pure life, not an unclean life. The second thing he wants to give us is what? A tender heart. And why he wants us to have a tender heart? Because then he can put more of his Holy Spirit inside of us so we can carefully obey him. When we don't have that tender spirit, that tender heart is not going to work. Just think about relationships. When you are dealing with someone and that person is kind of cold to you or is not sweet to you, you know, his heart or her heart is kind of... Uh, hard, uh, the relationship is not going to work. And you have lived that with friends, with your spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, etc. The Lord wants to give us a tender heart. The third thing, he says, you will live in the land that I gave you. I will be your God to save you and keep you clean. Because the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord God wants to bless his people. He wants that. So we, as believers, what is the job of a believer? To believe. As believers, we need to believe in the goodness of God, that he is almighty, that he wants to bless us. And he can bless us. The question all the time is the same. Do you believe that God can bless you? Even furthermore, do you want the blessings from God? Some people don't want the blessings of God. I hope you want those blessings. And if you want those blessings, all that you have to do is to believe. Believe in Him. Some people are thinking, but how can He bless me when my life is a disaster? How can He, how can he bless me when I am not doing the right thing? It's because of His mercy. He will, pre, pre, initially, he will bring you back to him. Your heart, your life will be pure. You will have a tender heart. You will be willing to obey his word. And then he will give you all the blessings that you cannot even imagine. And the fourth thing is he'll, he will give you a large harvest, which is probably the, the biggest challenge for every believer. You know, some believers say, you know, God will bless me. He will give me, listen to this. He will give me my, my, my little toy. He will give me my, my little shoes. He will give me my, my little car. He will give me my little, and all that they can picture is a little. And it's not what the Lord is promising here. You see that? Okay, listen carefully, guys. He wants to bless you abundantly, give you a large harvest. But if you are thinking, no, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen. You are right. But if you are thinking, 
God wants to bless me abundantly. Yeah, I like that. I want that. And of course, guys, we have responsibilities. The blessings of God are coming to us so we can do something. Example I just told you earlier about how we need to take good care of the property here. We are picturing a sanctuary for 100 people out there in the north part of this property. You know, we have almost six acres here. I mean, we have plenty of land. And we are in no rush either. In the right time, the Lord will provide everything so we can build that place. But listen, it's not going to happen if we don't take good care of what we have. That's right. It's not going to happen if I don't take good care of each one of you as a pastor. It's not going to happen if you don't take good care of the friends you have to invite them to come to church. You see that? Everyone has a responsibility. You and your finances is the same thing. You and your health is the same thing. You and your relationship is the same thing. You just don't, uh, can't just say, okay, God is going to bless me and give me all that. Yeah. And, and then you just keep, keep on going doing whatever you want to do. No, 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 no. You have responsibilities. And that is a part that a lot of people don't like. They say, what about the grace of God? I just want to be blessed. You understand me? <laughs> I said, of course I understand you. You want to be blessed, but you need to have responsibilities. Like in any job. Have you seen someone getting into a job and being irresponsible, coming late, doesn't show up to work every day, and then two months later receiving a raise in his salary and say, promotion, now you are a supervisor. Supervisor of what? Supervisor of whom? No. You see, you see how, how that works? The blessings of God are coming as long, listen, they are coming down as you are growing up. Do you want more of God? You need to grow more spiritual. You have to be more spiritual, more responsible in his eyes. It's not about legal stuff or trying to pretend to people, you know, because what matters really is what is in our hearts. Correct? Well, that is what really matters. What is the point? Imagine this. Imagine I'm wearing a clean shirt, a clean set of pants, and I took a shower and I shave, put some cologne, and then I'm ready to come here. What is the point of having all that outside if my heart is filthy, if my mind is messed up? You will notice. You will say, yeah, nice shirt, buddy, but your way of thinking is kind of obscure. What you are saying, the way that you speak, how you behave, I don't, I don't like that. Well, that is exactly what the Lord does with us. He sees us the outside, of course. But more importantly, he's seeing our inside. That's why he says, I want to change you. I want to give you a new heart. So how many of you want to have a new heart? Raise your hand. And say with me, Lord, give me a new heart. Exactly. Give me a new heart, Lord. I want to be the person you want me to be. That is the beauty of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as a child of God, you need to learn a set of rules as well. You remember we, we talk about how we teach our kids? Okay. As a child of God, the first thing you need to know for your safety is knowledge. You need to obtain knowledge. What, what is the first thing in wisdom? It's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Because of the fear of the Lord, you are not going to do what is wrong. Because of the fear of the Lord, you are not going to, to use your devices to watch what is wrong, my friend. You watching this video, I want you to know. It's great you watch this video, but if you are switching from this video to something that is not right in the eyes of God, you are not going to make it right. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Because of the fear of the Lord, you don't steal. Because of the fear of the Lord, you are not going to cheat on your spouse. Because of the fear of the Lord, when you are alone in your workplace, you will continue working instead of napping the whole day. It's the beginning of the Lord. That's why the first thing you need is to obtain knowledge. Second thing, you need to get mentors. Get mentors. Find somebody that will help you and, and will 
guide you in the process of growing. Talk to somebody, whoever, somebody with a larger experience than you, somebody that loves you and cares for you. And you say, listen, I want to talk to you about this. It's great to have mentors and always seek the truth. Always seek the truth. What is the truth in this matter? I want to know. That is in regards of your safety. In, your, in regards of your peace, again, the same concept. You need to respect authorities. Are you respecting your supervisor? Because there are people that they have a supervisor, and as soon as the supervisor is there, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, absolutely, absolutely. The text message, absolutely, yes, I'll do it. But what is the point of doing that if in your heart you can't stand that person? If you hate your supervisor? You have a client, a customer. You serve this customer. You go to the property or to the business of this customer, and you are there, and yeah, sure, I will do whatever you want, and blah, 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 all the political thing. The right thing, but it's just a mask. Person is thinking, I can't stand this man. I hate her. But of course, in our exterior, we are smiling, yes. <laughs> You see how we do that? That's, that's not seeking uh, the truth. That is not respecting authorities. That is not respecting anybody. No, we need to respect people from our hearts and to be compliant. I always say this to employees. Do you want to get a promotion in your company? Be compliant. Employees hate that. Here among us, we have several entrepreneurs, investors. Some of you guys, you lead your people. What is the number one thing that you can't stand about an employee of yours? That you tell them what to do and they don't do it. That is the part that you can't stand about that employee. You just can't. What is the point of paying you if I am asking you to do this and you don't do it? Right? So as an, as an employee, as a provider of a service, be compliant. Do what they are asking you. Do what you agree to do. And if you don't like what you are doing, find out something else. <laughs> yeah, you are right. If you don't like it, there is a big door there. Go, go. <laughs> Honestly. And the other thing you need to have in order to have peace you need to do is to keep learning. Keep learning, my friend. There are so many new things. Did you like the thing of the car that we did? Isn't it so cool? I loved it. When, when Wendy told me about it, I was like, that is awesome. So we, we did it. We tried it this week, tested it, and then we did it. And boom, it was great. Because there is a need to keep learning. Keep learning whatever is what you do. It doesn't matter if it's farming or carpentry. Whatever you do, you need to keep learning. That is the way to succeed and have peace in your work and in your business. And of course, in order to have joy, very important to honor God. That is why we worship the Lord. That is why we get together all the time. But here we go. This is the problem of many believers, and it's sad. They come to church on Sunday. I'm not saying here. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other people. <laughs> they <laughs> You're right. Nice other people, other churches, they come to church. You know, they honor God here right, on Sunday. They are so religious. Every, everyone knows they are coming to church. They honor God there. But their personal life is horrible. And everybody knows it. Everybody around these people think, that's awful. And they go to church. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be part of that church. It's not real. Honoring God is not just showing up on Sunday and worshiping God. That's part of it. But honoring God, we honor God with our lives. That's the main way to honor God, our lives, being responsible, being responsible, of course, and it's also your job to prosper in everything. Did you hear what I said? It's your job to prosper in everything. 
How will you prosper in everything? When your soul grows, when your spirit is more connected with the Lord, he will tell you things to do. He will show you what to do. He will send somebody that will tell you something. Something that you need to learn or do or go. The Lord will guide you. He will open doors for you. He will do that. If you have a tender heart, if you are honoring God, if you are purposely seeking the truth, you will hear that and you will say, Oh, I never thought about that. It's called flexibility. Open mind. Not to the wrong things. To the good things. And then is when prosperity comes to you. Now, do you remember the story of Israel? They were slaves in Egypt, correct? Do you remember that? Okay. Egypt represents slavery. They were slaves there. What happened after the Lord used Moses to take them out of Egypt? They went through the Red Sea, correct? Do you remember that part of the story? And after passing through the Red Sea, they came to a desert. Now, the question to you is, is this the destination? No. Okay. Which one is the destination? The promised land. The same thing happens with a believer. There is a process to go. We were slaved in sin. We were in chains of addictions. We were in chains of deceitfulness. We are deceived. We are in Egypt before we come to the cross. But once the cross, the blood of the Lord, his death, resurrection, grace saved you, then will you, you will start your journey towards what? I, I don't hear you. Towards what? The land. There is your destination. Say with me. My destination is the promised land. All together. My destination is the promised land. Now, the promised land has two ways to see it. One is heaven, which all of us will go to heaven, all believers, correct? But also there is another way to see it. This is the place of prosperity in your life. But in order to get there, there are two stations that people don't want to hear about. The first station is the Red Sea. And what is the Red Sea? The Red Sea is getting out of Egypt and jumping into a new thing is called church. Uh, <laughs> really? I, I just want to go from Egypt to promised land, Gian. Don't force me to do that. I'm not forcing you. I'm just telling you what the scripture says. I just want you to know the story that you can go to the promised land, but there is a step. The first step is the Red Sea. Crossing the Red Sea, which is getting into the church. And then next is... The desert, which is trials. A lot of people quit then, right? They are in the church, they are happy, and suddenly they say, ah, too much. I can't stand these people. They are too churchy. Or simply they say, this Christian life is, is too much for me. You know, I, I can sense how the, the, the Spirit of God is convicting me of changing it. I don't want to. That's the problem. Therefore, they will never reach the promised land. That's the problem, the final problem. Okay, now, what happened with Israel, guys? It's exactly this. Egypt, Red Sea, desert, promised land. All that. But now I want you to read one more time with me in Ezekiel 36, the four important things that the Lord has promised all believers. He will bring you back to make you pure, he will give you a tender heart, put the Holy Spirit inside you so that you will carefully obey. You will live in the land that I gave you. I will be your God to save you and keep you clean. And I will give you a large harvest. That's it. But what was the problem of Israel? Uh, the problem of the people of Israel was the same problem that they had forever and ever and ever. And still today, they say, Jesus is a good man, but he is not our Messiah. In Judaism, is what they think. 
we say, no. On the cross, the price that he paid with these nails, with this crown of thorns, all the beating, that was the way that the lamb, where is the lamb? Oh, here. The lamb, I'm sorry. That is the way. I lost the lamb. Go get it back. Where is the lamb? I just, I just felt the, the heat from the Lord. Stop kidding. <laughs> the Lamb of God. Our Messiah. What is the meaning of Messiah? The anointed, the anointed one. We believe that. But Israel didn't believe that. Still today. Now, when we talk about the church and we believers, what happens? Why is that when we are in Christ... We don't want to get to church, and then we don't want to go through the trials, and then we don't get the promised land. What is the main reason? It's because we are stubborn, correct? Unfortunately. And we need to change that. We need to stop that. The question is, are you listening? Are you listening? Those four things are a map to guide us to the future. I hope we are listening. Question. It's a direct question to you guys. I don't want you to tell me. I want you to tell God. Are you stubborn? I don't want you to answer to me. Don't, don't shake your hand. Don't, don't do anything, please, because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. <laughs> but what I want you is to think if you are or not stubborn in the eyes of God. Because if you are, will happen the same thing that happened to the people of Israel. You see? Years and years and years in the desert because they didn't get it right. And that is what happens to many believers. And some believers never reach promised land. They never reach the place of prosperity, happiness, joy, peace. Because they are stubborn. So I want you to think about this. I'm not insulting anybody. I don't want anyone to feel bad about it. I just want you to think about it. If you are stubborn in the eyes of God. And my friend watching this video, if you are stubborn, if you say, I am a stubborn, <laughs> I get it. Is there any hope for me? Yes, there, there is a hope. There is a hope for each one of us. And what is that hope? Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Correct. Our hope is to see this beautiful sacrifice of our Lord and say, Lord, you pour out your blood for me. I didn't do anything to deserve this, but you are willing to forgive me. Lord, here I am. Who wants to give his life to the Lord today? I just want you to think about it. Would you like to give your life to God and say, God, I'm here. I am yours. I want to belong to you. I want you to be my God so I will be your people. And you will give me that land of prosperity and abundance. I want that in my life, Lord. All that we need to do is just to surrender and say, Lord, I really need you. I want that future in my life. Thank you for that blood. Thank you for that sacrifice, Lord God. I'm here, Lord. I want to take it. Now, right here, now. You watching the video, listening. I invite you. Say with me the prayer that is coming in the screen. All together we can pray this way. Dear God, I acknowledge that I am wrong. I confess my sins before you. I am sorry that I have been stubborn. You are good, Lord. You are merciful. I am sorry. I am truly sorry. I know you have wonderful plans for me. I am sorry that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your forgiveness. I surrender to you, Lord. I love you, God. 
my dear friend it's in the cross where the Lord Jesus paid the price for your salvation take it receive that forgiveness in your heart receive that joy in your heart your life is going to be absolutely renewed and you just say say with me I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus my life is going to be great and blessed this year 2019 friends thank you so much for coming up to church and you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy your family and friends. And for us here in the church, let's eat. so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.